Happy Monday, everybody. You're right here with the Blondes on the Onyx channel, KUNX Digital Broadcasting. Um, hi, Dee Dee. Hey. How are you doing? She's a little slow. She's a little under the weather. I'm just getting over being quite ill. So if I suddenly burst into coughing, I'll mute myself. <laughs> Aww. Well, she's here because she doesn't want to miss... She doesn't want to miss a paranormally blonde and we Never. wouldn't want to miss today's guest. But before we get going, um, hey, did you guys know immediately after this show right here on the UNX is Entity Voices? You might want to give them a check out as well. Um, okay, so last week we did a little paranormal freestyle. Like, is this yes. an angle, everybody, for you watching? Like, I've got this new laptop like stand and I feel like <laughs> this is a really different angle. I'm feeling a little odd. Um, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we did paranormal freestyle. Did anybody check out the shows that Dee Dee had had mentioned? Uh, Terror in the night? No, night terror. No, <laughs> it was the one with Jack Osborne. Look yeah, at Bigfoot. We're gonna check that out. Hey, Travis, we got a ton of people. We've got, um, of course, Rob from Get Haunted. We have Danny. We have Kyle. We have Joanna. Hi. Um, I know, badass intro, right? Get Haunted. Pretty cool. Um, a Facebook user. We don't know your name if you don't sign in. <laughs> I, always, I always feel so bad because it's like you you made an effort to be here and we would love to acknowledge you. Um, yeah, so we did a little paranormal freestyle. We we shared what we like, what we've seen out there. Did anybody try Brett Karsten's latest video for, for testing out your, your psychic ability? Hey, Melissa. Um, we had, I thought we had some really good shares. It was, it was kind of fun. And unfortunately I, I had a super busy week last week. I'm sure everybody's probably sick of seeing me. I was, <laughs> was on, uh, one show was a, a record show for Didi and I, um, but four others were live. So it's like everywhere you looked, I was, I was there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see what other things things are going on this week have you well you've been ill so you've been taking yeah. care of me. i've been kind of like out of the loop but uh sunday we have a special show on our we channel do. we do sunday we are gonna have a very special i always i feel like it's an after after school special right like it's a very <laughs> special episode as a live so you can come and be a part of the conversation on paranormally blonde we are going to speak with an experiencer of the conjuring house you might know him he's right on the side there chatting with you guys right now um and it's going to be a really interesting conversation it's going to be very candid um we're going to ask some some pretty big deep questions i think i think it's just going to be it's not going to be like our normal i mean we can still joke around here and there but it's it's a really interesting topic because we're really going to dig into some dark yeah and, and really understand what that means for people who experience the dark side I'm really of, interested of to hear about it. So um, I think you guys will enjoy that conversation. So we hope you join us. Um, but somebody that does know the Get Haunted Network very well is our guest today, Miss Pamela Berry. How are you? I'm fine. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate oh it. God. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got to meet you. Um, and I know Dee Dee was there when Get Haunted did an event there and they did a Victorian style, a spiritualist style oh, yeah. event in the beginning. And so you got us, you gave us a quick little tour. It was so kind of you because I know you were just getting back from your from your other business that you were doing and you kind of rushed in and I nabbed you for a few minutes. So I got to meet you. Um, and you are just like when you look at your bio, like, honestly, what don't you do? 
Like we need to discuss your whole journey. I did say to Dee Dee, she's like, I'm really interested to meet Pamela. And it's like, I don't know how she does it all. Like, how do you do it all? Um, yeah. So let's, what, what would be a good starting point? Should we start with the amazing 1912 Hoover house or should we start where it began for you? Oh. However, whatever you want, I am, I am with you. What, what started first? Let's go there. What, what was your first sort of step into this whole giant, beautiful world of paranormal? Uh, my first step was seeing things when I was a child and knowing that um, I was, I always told Chip Coffee, if I would have known you when I was a kid, maybe I would have had a, a just like a, a easier childhood. <laughs> but, um, you know, seeing things that I couldn't explain just put me on that path um, to knowing that there was more that we just don't understand. Then I was raised, um, I went to Catholic school. So that was all mystical and magical. And we had, um, you know, especially when we talked about revelations, it was kind of mm -hmm. scary and I kind of dig it. I'm a grandmother, <laughs> she's native American. So I had uh, a plethora of um, different things as a child. So we would either use our Ouija boards on weekends or we would have seances. And I actually thought that everyone um, participated in things like that. I didn't know that it was um, anything different. Okay. Um, are you from the Gettysburg area? I'm not. I'm actually from um, Baltimore City. I was okay. actually um, an abused woman for a while. I became homeless and I have, I have four children, but at that time I had three children and I knew that they were watching what I was doing. So we were either going to become statistics or we were going to become victorious. Okay. And I wasn't willing for the, the other thing. So I came to Gettysburg area um, after I got my taxes and I gave my landlord a month's rent, a month's security deposit. And I had one more month's rent in the bank. And it was up to me to make my dreams come true or to go back to Baltimore. And that was not an option. So when people say, what is your plan A? What is your plan B? I never have a plan B ever, 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 ever. Because if you go with plan, if you go with that yeah. mind space, then you're setting yourself up for failure because you're giving yourself an out. It would have been much easier for me to stay where I was at, to stay in that vibration and that energy. It was familiar. It was hard for me to step out of that mm -hmm. into the unknown. And it was exciting um, after I had done it and looked, but I look back now and I'm like, wow, I was really brave. Um, and I'm just here to support any woman or man who needs to have that braveness in their life, um, mm -hmm. to turn that page, to, to reach for the moon. And if you miss the moon, you're still in the company of stars. You know, you need to go for it. And success is just on that other side of fear. And I'm so glad that I took that step. I'm so grateful. And, um, you know, sometimes I look inside of of myself and I see that little girl and I'm like, you are brave. You didn't stop, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I want for everyone, man, woman, child, doesn't matter. All the human race. I need us all just to come together and just empower each other. I, listen, I love that. That is, it's, a, that's it's like the tingly story, right? Like it's yeah. like, it's, it's so nice to hear. I don't like to hear that your start was tough, Yeah. but sometimes those starts do, they force you into 
truly stepping into your your being and what you are meant to do and yeah. here you are um so when you okay so you moved to gettysburg and you've had these experiences as, as, as a child so you know that you have this gift so what made you say you know what and now i'm going to go into some sort of paranormal realm of work when did that begin for you so i started to work at one of our local nursing homes um, well, I worked at like a convenience store for a little while and put my applications out. I finally got a position that I liked. And then I saw these wonderful people of Gettysburg and it was the greatest generation telling me stories about the battlefield and stories about their family. And I felt like I was kindred spirits with these people and they would tell me about little places on the battlefield. So I would go to them. And then I would plan an activity and we would go to Saks Bridge. And some of the ladies and one gentleman were very familiar with that. And they told me about, you know, how the bridge was built and that it was um, washed away and that they used about 80 percent of the um, of the bridge to reconstruct it. They put it on backwards and they slanted it. I was like, wow. And they told me the true history of parts of the battlefield that I might have missed. The first um the first monument was actually this huge big rock with um, with a plate on the top. And it just said about, you know, who was there and why they were there. And I just needed to know more. Gettys, I've never been. This is something Dee Dee and I were like, we yeah. have to make it happen where Dee Dee and I go to Gettysburg together. Yes. Um, there is quite the allure. Like when people speak of Gettysburg, right? Like, and I was never a history buff as a child. It wasn't something that it really, but as you get older, like this particular area really draws you, like it just, it gets your attention. It, it definitely it makes you want to go there. And yeah. I feel like anytime, um, you know, I've watched the Get Hunted crew go on these events and they're sharing pictures or lives or videos. It's like this whole, it, it, for such an area to have such sadness, right? And tragedies and all that stuff, there, there it is magic. It's beyond magical. It seems yes. very magical. Yeah. Um, so you needed to know more. So what so was I, I gathered this information, this personal information. Uh, so my best, best friend, um, and I can't say names or anything because I don't know, well, she's passed away, but she died in the late 1990s. She was 103. Oh, wow. So she lived near the Eisenhower farm and she would told me that her grandmother was pregnant with her father during the battle. So she was telling me all about her farmhouse and, and I still cook her recipes. Um, I came to just, she was, she was my best friend. And she told me about Pickett's charge because one of the, um, one of the men in gray came and banged on the door and said, you have to evacuate this house. And then she told me about her family having to leave and then they came back and how her grandmother went into um, labor with her father because um, she was so devastated that their house had burnt down. Um, so I've gone back to that area and done EVP sessions, you okay. know, asking if my friend was there and I have gotten some EVPs of her. Um, again, the people have told me about um, Saks Bridge. So I'll go on Saks Bridge with their information not information of urban legend, and okay. I get EVPs. Um, uh, uh, triangular field, you know, they told me stories about triangular field. So I'm going in there and I I get validation. Yeah, so it's a I, distance, right? 
yeah, I just kind of did that. And then I started to work for um, the tour center in Gettysburg and worked at the haunted orphanage for a while and became very good friends with the owner. So now that's how I take people for investigations to the haunted orphanage and to the Jenny Wade house. Uh, And I love those buildings are very pivotal to the history here in Gettysburg. And I got something amazing. Oh my gosh. I want to go. Like, can we just go? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) These are the three orphans that were pivotal in the beginning of the orphanage. So Amos Humisted, their father, a tin type of the, these children were found in the bloody brickyard in their father's hand. So the community needed to re uh, to get his body back to his family. They made copies of that tintype, and this is an original copy of that oh. tintype. So things oh, kind of come to me, um, and I hold them dear. And so this is one of my amazing artifacts oh, of those children. Wow. Wow. So, so it's not necessarily that you found it. It seems like this stuff finds you. It did. I, my friends um, in town here in Waynesboro, whenever they get things from Gettysburg, they let me go through it. So he was like, oh, I forget what price. He was like, maybe like 10 or 20 bucks. Hey, you take that, those pictures. And I said, oh, no, I can't take this picture for $20. You need to know who this is and what, what these children are about. So I got it with good karma. There you go. There you go. You know, you didn't really maybe necessarily investigate a lot when you first, I mean, when you realized when you're a kid, you're not really into the investigation part. It didn't sound like it. Right. So you moved to Gettysburg, you're hearing these stories, you start to get addicted to that whole, like, get, like you said, you're getting the validation. So, I mean, is that, what sort of was like, okay, did you open a store before you opened or started doing the bed and breakfast? Like what, when did your store? Okay. So I, my mom was actually one of my last residents. She actually came to the nursing home that I worked at. And then I had, we, I met Steve at um, a haunted location okay. and I was just like, you know, I, I need to not work in the nursing homes anymore. You know, it was too, I just need to earn work at my passion. So we got a store and I was kind of, it's scary like taking that step and not swiping in and having that, you know, now it's all, I'm all, all on my own again. Yeah. Been there. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I said, Steve, I hope we made the right decision. And less than a month that our store was open, this old couple came in with like a middle-aged daughter. And this lady goes, this is my last trip to Gettysburg. And I had been asking universe to, to let me let my humble heart know that I'm doing the right thing. And this lady comes in and she goes, you know, it's my last trip. And I said, Oh, don't say that. She goes, Oh no, I'm dying. And I'm like, and she goes, I'm okay with it. I've had a great life, but now my family needs to know how to talk to me when I die. And we showed them how to use some equipment. And then they left after a while. And I said, Steve, I, I know that, that was pivotal. That was something touching my heart to know that we're not just investigating and we're not going to let that lady's legacy and we're not going to let her family forget her. Yeah. And that's why, that's exactly why I do what I do. I love that. Yeah. And I think that it's really obvious about your being 
as to, like you said in your beginning, you know, you, you had, you know, a hard start. And so you don't want people to ever, right. You want us to all come together to show that compassion. And I think yeah. that is something that's very obvious in everything you're doing. And, and I don't, you know, I'm very interested in your store. Um, but I think that's very evident just with your bed and breakfast with the 1912 Hoover house, you know, that this is not just, I'm not just a location owner doing investigations. This, right. You can tell that it's deeper. It's, it's a very obvious, I think, when you speak about it. So your store itself though, is it a, is it a metaphysical store? Is it sort of just, I mean, I know you do some ghost hunting equipment and right. stuff like that, but is it sort of a do all metaphysical store or? So when we first opened up, we were in Gettysburg um, and then, you know, Gettysburg Ghost Exchange has like kind of morphed into things. It has grown also. So now we're in Waynesboro okay. and um, the whole top floor. And I'm just so excited. I have such an amazing healing space. The whole top floor is healing okay. and a classroom. And then downstairs, I have some metaphysical products, um, some amazing sprays, um, some healing and some stones. And it's just amazing. And then we have um, our tools of the trade, our one-stop ghost shop, we call it. But it's really a lot more than that now. It was just a paranormal store when we started, okay. but okay. It, it grew as we grew. Right, right. I love that. There's Michael. Yeah. He says he's tardy. You are tardy, Michael. You're in trouble. You're missing an amazing conversation here with Miss Pamela Berry. Um, so with your store, uh, it's, I'm sorry, it's the Gettysburg Ghost Exchange? Is this? Well, it was the Gettysburg Ghost okay. Exchange. Now it's called Historic Haunts of Waynesboro. Okay. So we've incorporated um, mid-September, we're going to have some history walks okay. and some ghost walks through the town. Um, they used to have a haunted trolley that came through the town. Okay. So we're on the retreat end of the Battle of Gettysburg, okay. about 22 miles outside of town. Um, and after the trolley had you know, things need to be repaired. It's, yeah. it just ceased to exist. Um, we were gifted with, uh, the historic haunts, the walk, okay. um, mm -hmm. the man who did it came and saw us at the house here. And he said, I have something for you. And I, we were like, okay. And he was like, here's our ghost walks and our history walks where we think that you're the person that needs to take this over for the town. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't take your hard work from you like that. I just can't do that. And he said, if you don't take it, it's just going to die. Aww. So we've been studying and we want to do it right. And we're going to make people not make, but we're going to give the people the history of Waynesboro again. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm looking at all the comments here and everybody, your store comes highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, D Hood is, Thinks we should hook you up with uh, Kitsy Duncan, who has that witch beauty. She has the beauty products that she makes. That is her her witch products. And and Dee and I love that. Amazing, and they've been amazing. So we'll give you her name. So you I love that. Her. I kind of need that. I'm almost sixty. So oh, she's and she's got her. Uh, I think it's called Checked Baggage. Yeah. Oh, I need that. It's awesome. So yeah. FYI. <laughs> so there you go, Kitsy Duncan. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll hook you up with Pamela Berry. Um, okay, so. You have this amazing store. It's morphing as your your energy grows. Its energy is growing, which is amazing to hear. Can we get online and, and check this place out online and order online? Or are you simply? You can. Um, we do have a, an online store presence, but 
to be totally honest with you, when I give my business card out, that has my cell phone number on it. Okay. So people usually just call me and say, hey, Pam, I need this or I need that. Okay. And that also has my customers who have bought, let's say, some paranormal equipment and okay. they're having some issues or they have a question about it on an investigation. I'm there. Okay. I'm like, what's the problem? What do you need? Like, I really am connected to my customers because I want them to um, be able to experience what we all experience. Right. I love that. So now you're... Reiki hasn't entered the picture yet when you first opened the paranormal shop. Right. Yeah. I had a little space. It was a little okay. closet. So when did Reiki enter your life? Um, I'm guessing, I think it was like 2012 ish, 2010, okay. 2012. I found this amazing place. Well, I found some great people in Gettysburg okay. and I started to take some classes and I got my Reiki master through them. Okay. And then this book came in the mail and I was like, what is this? And I'm looking through it. I'm like, Lilydale, what is Lilydale? I need to see what this is about. And visited and took a class here and there. I also took some classes at the ARE, the Edgar Casey College, okay. took bits and pieces there. But then this class came available from Tom Cratsley. He is a life-changing teacher. He's amazing. If you ever have an opportunity to sit with him, please do it. Um, it was a week-long um, class that I got my healing mastery. So okay. now when I do healings, I kind of, I do Reiki, but I do uh, spiritual healing and I kind of combined it all together okay. with my healing craft from Lily now and my, and the Reiki masters kind of thing. Okay. Which is, I think um, an amazing thing when you can personalize that and, yes. and make it your very own and we're, yeah, that's an amazing thing. So now you're adding Reiki here. You're just like, I'm going to take it all in. Like everything Gettysburg has to offer. And Lilydale is an amazing place, by the way. If nobody's yes. been there, it's it's it it, like right between New York and the state of New York and Pennsylvania. I've been there a couple of times. It's, mm -hmm. it is a very interesting area. Um, people make pilgrim, pil I can't even say the word right now. I'm not gonna even try. Uh, you know, they travel there from distance and mm -hmm. they like set up their RVs and they're there for weeks. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so I have a class coming up. I'm, I'm going to be teaching for the second time in Lilydale, which that is just a dream come true. The first time I was like, what? You want me to come teach? Are you crazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the second time it's we're doing it again. It's called um, When Technology Meets Spirit. Okay. So our whole class is um, filled with a lot of the psychic mediums of the Dale, which doesn't really happen quite often where they'll come in and even recognize technology, but our, we validate them and they validate us. And it was an amazing thing last year. Uh, well, two years ago, I'm sorry, because of COVID put everything yeah. off. Um, but our, our equipment was saying all the names of these beautiful uh, people that were in the auditorium. And then the psychics were, it was just amazing. And I'm just great. I'm very grateful that we get to do it again. Is this the class that is August 6th? Yes. Okay. So for anybody who's not going to be at Hillview Manor, <laughs> please go to Lilydale or sign up for the August 6th uh, when technology meets spirit. Like that's an amazing, what an, op what an opportunity. I don't, do you do the classes? So I know they have the, this outdoor sort of revival area that you meet out in the woods and there's the benches and that's usually. We're in the, we're in the audit, big auditorium, like okay. where they do um, the mm -hmm. services. Okay. Um, so awesome. we're, we're in there. So 
I, you know, even if I fill it halfway, I'll be honored. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to fill it. I don't think you're going to have any problem there. You got to, you got a huge fan base. You've got tons of support. Um, and that's a, an amazing area. Um, so then you add Reiki into your life. And when did you acquire the amazing 1912 Hoover house? Um, so we have friends who we, we have, it's a partnership. So okay. our friends, Jim and Yvonne and me and Steve, we had this crazy idea. Hey, let's um, a bed and breakfast with some history and see where it takes us. So our, um, our realtor knew what we were up to. So we all had voice recorders and um, Jim's sister found the house. She's a realtor. And I was like, that's too good to be true. That has to be like, cause the outside is just amazing. I was like the inside. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. So we get in here and I'm like, wow. It was just waiting for us. It was turnkey. And so we go upstairs to the top of the um, assisted living. And it looks like 1950s up there. Okay. So we had a voice recorder. And, you know, I'm naggy with my residents because I love them. So I thought to myself, Pam, just talk to them like, like they're in your presence here. So I was like, do you use the steps? Do you use the elevator? Please be careful. Don't trip. You know, be careful with your walker. I'm so <laughs> And we played it back. And that same man, he still, we still hear him a lot. He said, blank steps. And the realtor was like, did you just get that here? <laughs> yeah. And um, we knew that when we just felt the energy, I mean, it feels like it's your grandmother's home. You know, it's just warm and welcoming. But the basement mm -hmm. is another thing. The basement was a speakeasy. It was called the coal mine. Um, there's bathrooms down there called the mule. And the other one is um, Canary. I can never remember. <laughs> Canary bathroom. And we were down there just doing an EVP session. And I did, and I hate when people say they capture it because if spirit doesn't want you to see them, you're not going to. Right. So I was gifted with an amazing photograph of um, a, a, bit, a man. It's a big dark shadow and his head goes up into the rafters. Wow. Interesting. This is interesting too. It says, <clears throat> Joanne says, I'm craving Pam's French toast. So I'm curious because I, I don't know my, anything about your location. So is it a bed and breakfast that's haunted where yes. we, someone stays and then you're, you're getting this breakfast too? This is like a dream. Yeah. So, right. so here's my tagline for the bed and breakfast. I'll cook for you like Gordon, but I won't yell at you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I have a, um, a really nice little menu that um, I've come up with. And, you know, our friends, our paranormal investigators, they're here. Mm -hmm. They're up all night. They're trying to get evidence. So then I cook for them in the morning. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right. Like, does yeah. this not just sound like an amazing, I mean, I feel like when you, when you see a get haunted event at the Hoover house, I mean, it fills up quick, right? Like everybody wants to be a part of that and everybody's been blessed with that. Yes. We have absolutely been blessed. And um, like Rob, he was like, can you please say peanut butter? And you hear this guy in the basement going peanut butter. Yeah. Like, course peanut butter so oh. that was cool um steve he goes downstairs in the basement and he can audibly hear hey steve what's up steve and then 
Steve was walking upstairs and we've got a lot of steps. And he was like, oh, he sat down in the primrose room. And Steve, what did it say to you? Yeah, that's that's effed up because he oh, was like out of breath and he was like, oh. so the it's like body voice of Steve in the background there. You could just say that's an EVP going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we bought this old Victrola that you wind up mm -hmm. and we've been playing it throughout the house and we it just sounds amazing. And ever since we started to do that, that vibration of those sounds going through the house, we came in one day and we also have um, Sirius Radio through the through the bed and breakfast, and it was on. It was like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we go and we like click it off, but you have to like, you have to click that on. Like yeah. you can't just, it's impossible. Yeah. So I'm like, well, they can't manipulate and turn the Victrola. Right. They can manipulate, um, you know, mm -hmm. the energy of, of different electronics. So that kind of that one, when that came in, I was like, Steve, you need to go through the house and make sure that someone didn't come in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, do you guys do you live in this house or this is yes. your bed? OK, you do live in the house. So yeah. you're living in it 24 hours. I mean, do you feel that changes like as a location owner, do you feel like that changes anything that happens to you paranormally? Like to be immersed in that with, and especially with investigators, right? Like, I, I don't know what your, what the stats are, like how many investigators stay with you or just regular folks coming to see Gettysburg, right? That might have a paranormal experience, but they're not looking for it. Right. Um, you know, but does that affect like you being in it 24 seven, does that affect how you take it in? Or is it always shocking and surprising when it happens? It can be anywhere from surprising to kind of really heartfelt. Okay. Like, um, you know, I'm entrusted for this time of my life. This mm -hmm. house will be here a lot longer than me. I'm entrusted to their legacy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, things, especially in the basement, um, if I have to go down there, I go down and do what I need to do and come right back up. Okay. I respect it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're walking from my bedroom into the bathroom. You're definitely being watched. Okay. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You're being watched. And I usually say, okay, guys, please just leave me alone. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm in bed. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then the one time we were sleeping um, and Steve like poked me and he was like, and I was like, and we could hear somebody and snoring, but it was like oh, 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 that kind of a snore. Mm -hmm. And, and he, as soon as he put his feet on the ground, it stopped. But um, in when they were licensed to have their care center, um, in both we have two parlors. There were okay. five residents in that parlor, five residents in that. Back here where I'm at in this dining room, there were five. Where the big bar is, that was a living room. Okay. And then the king room, king rooms were five, five, five. Wow. And then our bedroom was three. And okay. then Primrose was two, and Rosebud had one. That's what they were licensed for. That doesn't mean that they always had that capacity, okay. but that's what they were licensed for. I say that's a lot of like that feels like a lot of people if they were all there at one time. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people in that space. Yeah, 
Ooh, so I was going to ask about the experiences, but Danielle says, I've been tucked in when I slept in. I think it was Primrose. There are some very sweet spirits there. Yeah. Um, so I wondered, what do the guests experience? Like maybe people who aren't investigating. We just have a staying. book in each room. Okay. okay. Now, okay, so I'm going to tell you. The one time this man from Boston booked through Airbnb and it says on Airbnb that we're a haunted location, that I have a dog and like anything that you can expect. Um, and it says on there that once in a while I have a grandchild. So, you know, just be prepared. There might be a kid here, here and there. Um, so this man, we heard him going, get off me, get off me. So I was like, Oh, so I'm like knocking at the door and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So the next morning for breakfast, he comes down. He's like, you know, I'm just traveling home to Boston. I'm on, I'm on um, business. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, do you know that you have a house that's haunted here? <laughs> and I said, didn't you read yeah. you know, the bio about the house? And he goes, yeah, but I didn't think that was real. He <laughs> goes, somebody was in my suitcase and they got, he, he goes like this. They picked out all my clothes up and just threw them all through the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So each each bedroom has its own little book that people write in. I love that. So have you had somebody that wasn't there for paranormal reasons, but sort of enjoyed that experience come back? Well, yeah, that man from Boston, he goes, I was a little scared last night. He goes, but I think I'm going to bring my wife back here. Yeah. And he did? Not yet. Oh, not yet. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, I would be curious if your location just because it is comfortable so if you weren't there if you were there for just a lovely gettysburg visit and you stayed there you know would it spur that interest to be like i gotta come back now and really check out things? i think it has with a few people there have been some people who have just had an interest but when they see and they feel this location that it's not ominous right except the basement it's right. not anything that is evil in this yeah. house but anywhere um yeah. they're more comfortable and we've had some younger and i'm not going to say little itty bitty kids but like sos teen camp you know okay. they've come so it's a safe place to learn and it's an amazing place for people who have been in the field for a long time to really get some evidence do you because i think in my head when you go to an investigation yeah. You're, it's all about the vibration. So if you come into a, um, a place, you feel mm -hmm. welcomed. You feel that it's a kind place. Mm -hmm. um, I think your guard's down a little bit. And you and I think that you're more open and okay. comfortable and just kind of sit back and just see what spirit has to offer. Do you think maybe you also sort of facilitate that sort of calmer vibe in the house for it to be a safe place to investigate? I try to. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I mean, you know, I, I think for anybody on the side and Dee, Dee and myself, like anybody who's an investigator, I mean, you kind of watch, the more you do it, you kind of watch the locate the location owners sort of posture or what stories they share before, or, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of sets that tone, I think. And you yeah, know, whether or not that's really going on, you know, some people will follow that, that narrative. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, when you, when you see what the people are saying on the side here about you, Pam, and, and just things that I've heard, you know, off the record, you know, after a get haunted event, you know, I think that it's, it's, you definitely have a really 
kind and gentle soul and vibe that obviously, you know, makes that whole environment probably even the basement as ominous as you say it is yeah. you know you live there right so yeah. whoever down there is staying there knows to not mess with you yeah they i agree i i i and thank you for those compliments i i try but we're all human we all fall oh. and you know but i try that's that's my goal every day if i touch somebody and and even with a smile or or help someone along the way, then it was a good day. Yeah. Or one of your wonderful breakfasts as we're learning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that we, we must so, come have. If someone were to come stay with you and say, like, I tend to book like haunted hotels and just stay the night mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not on an official ghost hunt. I just do my own thing. Do you have, like, is that allowed? Do you let Absolutely. people wander your hallways and just kind of see what they get? That's very Absolutely. cool. Yeah. I love that. There you go. Well, I think we know yeah. where we're going to stay when we go to. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So our um, location's really cool. So we're about 22 miles from Gettysburg. We're on okay. that retreat end. We're close to Harper's Ferry. We're close okay. to Antietam. We're not too far from Shepherdstown. So you okay. have all of these amazing locations, you know, and we're kind of pivotal, kind of right in the middle of all that. Okay. Wow. I need to book um, it for a week then. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah. said if you were going to do this trip, Dee Dee, that we're going yeah. to it have has to be at least days. seven days. Yeah. It has to at least be seven days. Um, okay. So when you, so you've got your Reiki and your, in your combined healing arts mm -hmm. together. Um, like, do you feel that the spirits that are in the house, do you feel that they are spirits that were always in the house or do you feel like you're bringing some of that stuff home with you or from other people or uh, I think that it's a combination absolutely you know I think we're kind of like sponges you know we kind of absorb different energies from the different locations that we're out at and that is exactly why it's so important to self-heal and it's so important to offer healings um and it's not about money for yeah. my healings like I actually feel guilty taking money for healings. Cause that's not the reason why mm -hmm. um, I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. So I'm not patting myself on the back, but I think that most healers and most people who are in, um, who have been educated, at least through Lily, that's kind of like in our, in that was in our teachings, you know, don't, don't think that you're going to earn a lot of money from this. Cause that's not the reason. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about, and I don't know if you can answer this or if you're comfortable to answer this, and I don't think it's a bad question by any means, okay. but as a location owner and you have people that come in as investigators or teams, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know what your take is on spirits going to the light or do people try to perform that in your location where they try to send these spirits on to the light? How do you feel about that? Good question. So we were somebody, there was a team here. And a very nice team, a team that I love. Um, they came in and they were like, I hope you're not going to be mad at me. But there was a spirit that needed help to cross over. So I did that. I said, no, I would be angry at you if you did not do that. If someone comes to you, then you absolutely, if you can help that person, except they're all people, you know, you need to do that, please. Uh I, I can't imagine a location saying you're not allowed to cross anyone over. You're not allowed to help people. Well, you know what? I pro and I don't know any location that does that. 
I, I would not, a couple. <laughs> I would not go there. I would not go there because that's telling you they have no integrity. And I'm sorry, but I don't I don't know who it is. But to me, in yeah. my in my in my head, that's not that's not integrity. It's not being kind. What if that was my grandmother? My grandmother needed help, who was one of the most amazing people that I've ever had the honor of knowing. Right. I want you to help her. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have, and really spirits, you know, and, you know, being a location owner here, like you realize like the spirits that want to be there. I mean, I would assume want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And if they want to go and cross over and be with their loved ones and they need that help, I think that we need to, we absolutely have to give that help. And I hope I didn't offend anyone. No, I don't think that's offensive. I think every, I think people probably, you know, every location owner has what they want. I think perhaps some location owners feel if, if, if they sent away all their spirits, maybe there'd be nothing left. I would assume that's sort of their line of thinking, right? Because sometimes locations have their resident ghosts, right? And, and they don't want to have anybody go in there. And I, and I don't know that it, I don't know, just because somebody walks in and says, I've, I've, I've ushered them on means they've ushered anybody on. I mean, that, right. You know, we, we don't really know what's going on there for some. Um, yeah. Well, that's what brings me to ask. Um, do you find that there's times that are quieter than others? Like, is it more active at night, during the day, certain times of the year, certain people are there that seems to stir things up? I think if people, when they, once they slow down and really start, I don't think it has anything to do with the day or night. I think it's kind of us. Okay. If I'm busy, if I'm running around and I'm not paying attention then yeah. things cease to happen that I'm picking up on, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but I love when, you know, when people come in and unpack and unwind, have something to eat, have some conversation, and then just start to investigate. Yeah. And I love when seasoned investigators come, I'll give them a history tour. And then I'm like, Hey, I'm going to bed. If you need me, Give me a shout if you want me, if you need me at all, I'll come, I'll come down and help you. If not, you know what you're doing. Be yeah. nice to the spirits and I'll see you in yeah. the morning. So I'm kind of interested to hear your side of when Get Haunted was there and they did the spiritualism for the first part of the night, which it seemed like they really had a good time with. Yeah. How did you feel that was different than modern day you know, did you feel they got more? Did you feel like their experiences were bigger and more, I don't know, more authentic than if well, they did? Well, we table tip here quite often. Okay. So I think when Get Haunted came in, I think they knew that the spirits were used to that. Okay. And they came in with an idea of, hey, I'm going to fit into the Hoover house. Okay. We're going to make this investigation comfortable for the spirits. Mm -hmm. We're going to do what they have in the in the past been comfortable with and we've gotten evidence so they really tweak themselves okay in respect to the spirit so i really enjoy that yeah I, absolutely is that something so you do a lot of the table tipping but have you found has anybody else tried that experiment i mean they did they played the part they dressed it they i love that really, that's yeah. the first time that anybody's ever gone to that extreme and i really enjoyed it well kudos to them well hopefully yeah. that will set you know, a standard for trying that stuff. And I know the table tipping stories were, um, there were a lot of stories with that. And I will say there was a picture that was shared and 
I don't know, Rob, you, you're going to have to, I don't know if you've ever shared it with Pam, but there was a picture that was shared and they were sitting around the table mm -hmm. and um, I see a hand behind somebody and oh. it was an obvious hand. Nice. Um, and so, and, and you can say, and he had, I think another picture right after. And so it was like, well, what was that? Like that looks wow. like a hand. So hopefully he'll share that picture with you. Um, yeah. I, you know, the table tipping is so interesting to me. So who, who does the table tipping for you at the Hoover house? So it's kind of a combination. So Steve passed away in 2015 and he came when, once he came back from just a little bit of that side, okay. he has just a real, uh, a gift. And then Jim Wyrick and his sister, they come and do it also. Um, and I think it's just a combination of those three and then, Sometimes Steve doesn't even sit at the table. He just kind of facilitates and asks questions. Okay. And then I'm on the side and I have my Google. And so if they say, for instance, they had said that somebody that was um, that lived here worked at this diner okay. in Shippensburg. And I was like, oh, I want to see if that diner is real. And it was. Huh. Oh, So that's kind of like my my thing. I'm kind of yeah. validating what they're saying. Yeah. Um, Huh. But so I have table tipping. I'm so I have never sat in a table tipping, but maybe could you maybe explain exactly what that means? Because I, I'm not sure I quite understand the concept of table tipping. So during the spiritualism movement in Victorian times, they had no equipment. So they used a table. And so what we do is we put our feet way back away from the tables and just your fingertips very, very lightly on. And then um, we use an oil, an essential oil, usually frankincense or myrrh, and we touch our thumbs and okay. then we will touch like pinkies to the next person just okay. to keep us all honest okay. um, to know that people aren't manipulating. And it's just very lightly, very, okay. very lightly. And, and then so we just talk to spirit um, and ask them um, a, an array of things, just kind of whatever comes to your heart and your head. Okay. Um, people have been, there was one girl here that lost a loved one in a car accident, like a couple weeks ahead of time, like maybe two or three weeks before she came here. And the table and Jim and Steve, they're kind of, they're intuitive. Okay. So they were describing this accident and the girl was like, that was my best friend. So a lot of healing happens here at the Hoover house. Also a lot of questions yeah. are answered. Is the, is the concept of the table tipping though? So when your fingers are on it and you're asking the questions, is it tipping in a ways like, do you say if you tip this way, it's yes. Or is it just maneuvering to answer? Is that the whole, like, I guess I'm not sure. So it's not um, as easy as a say. So, you know, so we'll, right. So we'll say to like the table, um, can you tip towards such and such? Okay. And like, or can you ask um, a question in your head? Okay. And not moving the table is yes. Okay. Or not moving the tables. No, whatever we kind of okay. ask. And so the person, usually the stranger in the room or okay. who's there for, for, to get in contact, they're the only ones that know the question and the table coordinates with how it's tipped with the answer. Okay. What do you think outside of the, the accident being a very personal thing has, what is the most like 
unbelievable, unbelievable experience you've had with table tipping. Has the table ever done anything where you're just like, I don't even know how it's doing like it's on its own right now. Like, have you ever had one of those? Yes. So the table actually told us that there was something in one of the attics. Okay. So we had um, a person here that was renting a room. He has become beloved to us. And he's little, he's kind of little. He's like, I'll go up in that area. There's two areas at the Hoover above that it was at one time some kind of a living space, okay. but now it houses the air conditioning units. So okay. we didn't know which one because it just said above. So we put a, a ladder up there and this little guy, he gets up there and he's like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I'm like, I'm going downstairs because if his foot comes through the ceiling, yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> So he was like looking, Steve's like, look up on the, in the rafters, like look up here, look up there. And a couple of the floorboards were like loose and Lou found a Bible, Oh, a little old Bible. It was in German. Oh. I'm trying to think, um, darn, I should have had them here. I could have showed you because um, they're in the other room. Um, a box of pictures. Okay. Oh. And it's the mantle from a Christmas in like 1950s. I'm like, oh, I love it. So I'm going to try to do that, to, to do the mantle up like that again. And two pairs of baby shoes. Wow. So we put the baby shoes back. Okay. Yeah. Um, we also found baby shoes in the rosebud room, like behind some rafters. Oh. So what we did was we put like um, a friend of mine put some plastic in front of it and just put some nails so like they're there they're visible but they're gonna they should i think they should stay there yeah yeah really interesting i i'm curious wow. I, yeah. if, you know to sit in on a table tipping would be very very interesting i've i've heard about it i don't know much about it but um it sounded very interesting after the event and yeah. you know, it's a cool experience yeah um so okay let's just kind of recap here because i feel like so what's next though, Pam? Like you've got, you, you, you've started the store that's morphed into this big, beautiful energy space and store metaphysical paranormal. Then you do Reiki healing and you add that. And then you've got this beautiful bed and breakfast that now is paranormal. So what's next for Pam and Steve? The Gettysburg battlefield bash. That's oh, yeah. next. August 19th, 20th and 21st. And I can't see everybody's comments, but I think our volunteer coordinator, Eric, is in the chat. Okay. Um, so it's a three day event. Um, we benefit Pennsylvania Wounded Warriors okay. and Heroes for Hire. So it's Batman um, and he has a $150,000 Batmobile and he awesome. takes kids for their victory rides um, after they've battled and succeeded from cancer. So we sold out the Wyndham, we sold out the Marriott, and there may be a couple rooms at the uh, Days Inn. Okay. So we're excited. We've got six bands, um, food trucks, a dunk tank, yeah. just some fun. Um, and I'll tell you what, I never knew how loving and kind the paranormal field is because they come out, they support. There's a lot of tears. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of happiness. And we just support our charities. Um, Helen usually comes. She has not come for the last two years because she's 87. Don't tell her I said her age. <laughs> um, but I don't want her to get sick. But, um, yeah. you know, their donations were really down and suffered last year. So when she got the check, um, it was really meaningful. 
um, and really helped the, our soldiers. Is there a way for those of us that can't make the bash this year, is there a way for us to be able to donate to that online or? Um, actually, if you would want to make a donation, just make a check out to um, Gettysburg Battlefield Bash. Okay. Um, just make sure it's in the charity's name and I will make sure that it, it gets to half to Helen and half to um, critically ill children. Okay. Well, there you go, people. If you can't make this amazing event, which everybody talks about it, it sounds like everybody's going to be there. Um, <laughs> please try to help. I mean, there's these are amazing charities. Yeah. Um, and I will be sure that all the links, because Pam has a bunch of amazing links that you guys can click on so you can see exactly what we're talking about. Um, and, you know, there's Facebook pages and there's a, there's a lot of amazing mm -hmm. links for you guys to that, you know, she made sure to share. So we're going to make sure you guys have those as yeah. well. Um, okay. So you've got the, the battlefield bash coming up and you're, you're going to, you know, chug away at the 1912 Hoover House. Yes. Didn't see yourself doing any other, getting involved with anything else. I mean, I don't know where you have the time, but perhaps what? you're thinking of writing a book or something. You know, I I had started to journal my dreams. So I, um, and then I lost the book in one of the moves. So I guess that wasn't the book I should write. That was right. universe's way of saying, no, that's yeah. not what you need to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll just see where, where my journey goes next. Either, either way, I'm yeah. very grateful. I never thought when I was living in Baltimore and going through those times that I would ever be touched by so many loving, kind souls mm -hmm. and living in this amazing home, um, so I, there's you know, your book. There's your book. It would probably be an amazing inspirational story for people yeah. to understand that just because you have this beginning, it doesn't define you and you're the perfect embodiment of that. that yeah. You give back and you can enjoy your passions and you can continue to grow. You're not stuck in one space. Exactly. Yeah. From victim to victorious. There you go. There's your title. Because you got so much free time, right? Uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you, Pam. Because Thank honestly, you, ladies, for having me. So many people, I mean, you just everybody is just over here gushing. So hopefully, if you if you catch the replay of the show, please go back and look at the live chat because there's just not enough kind words for Pam and Steve. He's not a, he's not forgotten. Steve's in those comments as well. Thank um, you all. So, um, yes, I hope, hopefully Dee Dee and I can work something out sooner than later that we get to Pittsburgh yeah. and Waynesboro and, and enjoy your amazing location and get to meet you in person. I, I can't, like, I, I want to come to your, to your store. I'm so sad. I, I forget. I feel like, oh, Pennsylvania is not that far from Michigan. I can do it. But you're like way the heck on the other side of Pennsylvania. That state is freaking wide. It, it kind <laughs> of is. But, you know, get go to Lilydale. Join us for our... I know. Uh, I'm gonna be at, I know. I'm going to be at Hillview that oh, that's day. Right. If that's I right. wasn't, believe me, I would be packing my sister in the car and we would be hitting Lilydale because that is a really amazing um, experience as well. well thank um, you. So Pam, thank you so much. I look forward thank to you. watching what you do and more of yeah. your events in your beautiful home. Please, everybody, go to the Facebook pages, share some love with Pam. She is will return the love back to you. Uh, all right. Well, this was our show for this Monday. I am so glad that we had the beautiful Pamela Berry on with us. I'm having, 
I don't, it's Monday. I'm like <laughs> stroking or something. I, I didn't even no drinks tonight. I'm like totally oh. here. <laughs> uh, that's pretty sad. And poor Dee Dee, you you kept it. You weren't feeling great. I didn't cough. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. myself. <laughs> you did well. Um, so guys, right after this show, you can catch Entity Voices. And next week, uh, what do we got? Oh, we have a brand new team joining us next week. We have yeah. inside the attic. You guys are gonna oh wait, Pam, you know what question we didn't ask you? Are you involved with the world's largest ghost hunt at all? Is your location on? I am not because I didn't know the date of it. And we are having a paranormal retreat that weekend. That's a beautiful yeah. thing as well. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Somebody was asking. We wanted to make sure. So Dehood, I hope that answered your question. No, because she didn't know the date, but we'll get her in there at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, for sure. So guys, um, next Monday, Inside the Attic, join us. Pamela, again, thank you. Dee Dee, Thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody, for all your kind messages on the side. I'll go through <laughs> yeah. Beyond kind. So you guys, thank you so much for your time in the in the chat. We always appreciate you. And Ray, thank you so much, as always, for being our Unex producer. And uh, you guys, we'll see you next Monday. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>